You are now tuning into the In the Pocket edition of the Gainsport Show, powered by the Game Entertainment and Media, also known as GEM. This In the Pocket edition is presented by Sports Center Bar and Grill. Sports Center Bar and Grill is located on 624 Wellington Street West in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada, and has been named the Sioux's Best Sports Bar for five years in a row. Count them, five years in a row. Also named the Sioux's Best Wings for two years in a row. Head on down to Sports Center today to enjoy many delicious menu options in house or for takeout. In particular, highlight Mondays and Wednesdays so you can have the pleasure to enjoy 75 cent wings from the best in town. Sports Center is the original home to the game sports show since 2015, a true member of the family. And with the atmosphere Sports Center brings, there is no better spot to enjoy the game or time with friends. The game sports show sends a cheers and a salute to the Sioux's best sports bar. Booyah, and it's time for the Game Sports Show in the Pocket Edition, presented by Sports Center Bar and Grill. It is your host, David McCaig. And speaking of Sports Center Bar and Grill, make sure to check out their famous Monday and Wednesday, famous 75 cent wing nights, as well as make sure you go down to check out their overall great sport like atmosphere. Sue's Best Sports Bar, five years in a row, and Sue's Best Wings for two years in a row. You can follow them on social media as well. As I sit here today, yours truly, Dave McCaig, to remind you for a second time, I'm joined by my co-host here this evening, Justin Heichel and EJ Russell. Going over to EJ first, all the way in Escanaba, Michigan. EJ, how's it going, my friend? Yo, happy to be here. Uh, it's going well. Uh, pretty pretty nice little weekend we've had here weather-wise. So I, I took some time, enjoyed some outdoor activities this weekend. Uh, we went and we played snow kickball yesterday, which was as uneventful. You know, like soccer as, baseball? It's it's yeah, it's it was an absolute terrible experience. The snow was so deep. It's I mean they were like EJ run. No, I'm not running anywhere. I'm not running through knee-high snow to shred my knees apart again. I'm good. But no, we had a blast. It was a good time. Uh, but yeah, happy to be here. Love that. Just made me think of elementary school days. Now, Justin Heichel, my friend, joining me here. But you're not inside the Gem Studios where yours truly is recording. There's the first part that I forgot tonight. But you are joining through your garage and through Skype. My friend, how are you? Oh, not bad. Uh, I was say it's an equally nice weekend here until about an hour ago when it started to rain. Yeah, uh, rain and windy. Weird. Yeah, it's supposed to, supposed to get nasty tonight. Oh, God. Nasty. Not the good kind of nasty. But nonetheless, jokes aside, fellas, before we get into uh, let me get a couple quick little splurbs out there. And I'm going to uh, go th- about the show for a second first. This is our season finale, as you'll see on the title within the pocket. Typically, in the pocket is a year round venture because of local football and everything that's going around. However, given the circumstances that's still occurring in the world that uh, we're going to be taking a couple months off from in the pocket, unless there are breaking news, then we will make sure we have uploads, of course. Uh, but here for the season finale, we're just going to get into some draft discussion, rumors, some up-to-date news, and maybe a little bit of a late reaction about the Super Bowl to kind of end the show. It's going to be kind of a quicker edition of In the Pocket that you are used to. And just to remind everyone that we will be doing a basketball show. Now, I had a title, but I'm not going to say it because I didn't get the approval from my team members to say it. I'm not sure everyone likes it. But nonetheless, we are going to be doing a basketball upload that will be presented by SportsCenter Bar and Grill as we continue to expand on the sporting end of the game sports show and, of course, the game entertainment and media. And before we even jump into the show, I want to give a couple of uh, actually sadder notes to begin with. Uh, first, with the National Football League, Lewis Nix, the third former NFL defensive tackle, dies at the age of 29, and that is as per NFL.com. He was uh, found by Jacksonville Sheriff's Office. 
Uh, he was actually recently survived a December shooting outside Jacksonville gas station. And that was according to JSO. Uh, that's definitely a sad story. So two condolences from the game and the game entertainment and media out to the Knicks family. Now, this one hits really close to home, actually, for yours truly in particular. Uh, 11 years ago, I lost one of my close friends, Matt Howard, uh, who was tra- tragically hit by a car uh, one night. And today is the 11th year anniversary of that uh, tragic passing by one of my good friends, Matt Howard. And, of course, a big football fan himself. He was actually a Cincinnati Bengals fan and obviously well-known for hockey, played really competitive hockey growing up. So one of my good friends, and I want to make sure – uh, that everyone looks to their left, looks to their right, and appreciates everyone that they have around them. And just give a hug to your family member today, okay? And, of course, anyone that uh, who has lost someone close to them, if it's a friend, family member, or anything of such, uh, we you are in our thoughts, today. in particular with Matt Howard. Uh, miss you, my friend. Love you. And 11 years, I can't believe how it has absolutely just flown by. So, fellas, moving into the show, EJ, I'm going to go over to you first, actually. And for the show... What we're really known for is we don't like to follow a script because we know what's going on. We watch the sports. We have fun. And and besides the bragging that I just did for us there, I I really feel there's a lot we can kind of get into. We only have about 25 minutes, half hour today with this show. So the draft combine obviously is not going to be a thing uh, this year, of course. And, of course, because of COVID and from what I'm gathering from the NFL.com as well, uh, it's it's a different year. Right. Scouts have to do things a little bit different. So I want to actually go to you first about the draft combine that's, well, not happening. It's just kind of how the NFL draft is shaping up from your view and perspective. I, I enjoy the combine. I think it certainly helps players improve their stock. Uh, it, it can hurt you as well. But, you know, without the NFL combine, you know, I don't know if Miles Garrett goes number one overall of the Browns, you know, that year. Without the combine, I don't know if uh, what was that speedster's um, name in Cincinnati, that kid that ran was at a four two nine or whatever. It was unbelievable. Like he ended up getting taken or mixed not mixing. Uh, what was the kid's name? You guys you know who I'm talking about? I do. I'm going to pull up the name while you chat. I don't think it was mixing. I played at Washington, if I remember right, the kid. But, you know, he ran unbelievable at at the Combine. You know, J.J. Watt put on a show at the Combine. So some of those guys are going to miss out by not participating. I think that it hurts players like a Trey Lance, you know, a wide receiver for North Dakota State. Um, as if it's North Dakota. It's North Dakota, but uh, he plays for the Bison. Same, same place that. Uh, Carson Wentz went, who's the new Colts quarterback, uh, who will not be wearing number 11. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be jumping into that. Right. They're just but, uh, a discussion with that. <laughs> yeah, I just, it stinks to have no combine. I know it's a, it's a safety measure, but I, I think that it's a bad thing to have not happen as far as the NFL schedule goes, just because it is going to hurt some of those college guys' stocks. They're, they're not going to get the opportunities to to put it down on paper, what they can do. I'm sure that they'll try to find other ways to do it, like their pro days and this and that, but yeah. um, the, the combine is just something that's part of the game, and it's it's sad to see that it won't be happening. See, and that you brought it up right there. There's the the pro days, right? And the kind of instead, uh, and this, of course, as per blogging, theboys.com, instead the scouts and the fans will have to rely on pro days, and the past pro days have been notorious for their favorable outcomes for players, especially much faster 40 times. One of the big challenges this year will be trying to standardize the results from pro days around the country. 
that was one of the big benefits of the Indianapolis Combine. Everyone was competing at the same location with the same timing mechanisms, etc. And the list kind of goes on, and there's dates and times of particular individuals that are going to be going. There's going to be starting on Tuesday, March the 9th. There's Tuesday, March 23rd. There's a lot going on uh, with this kind of how different that it is this year. And you brought up good points, Miles Garrett. And running that in a – like if you don't get the same opportunities with the showcase, it can hurt your draft stock by maybe being a first rounder or going in the second round. And, and for that affects your life just as an overall professional career, where if you go a certain pick, you get more bonus, right? There's, there's certain things around that. So it's certainly interesting. Justin, your views on, I guess we should say quote unquote pro days, combine, uh, virtual, whatever we're going to be doing as it seems. Sorry, I kind of went down a rabbit hole there looking for that Cincinnati players. I still haven't found it, by the way. Um, <laughs> no, it, it, to me, like, it's really interesting this year because like, I wanted to watch Combine so I could see some quarterbacks kind of see what they had. Now I'm going to have to you know, dig a little deeper and watch some pro days. Uh, I mean, I have Carson Wentz now. What a gift. God's gift to me, Carson Wentz. Colts, um, everybody knows Justin is a Colts fan, just to remind everybody. <laughs> but... Uh, no, I I was kind of looking forward to getting to know some guys a little better. Aside, just Trevor Lawrence. I mean, that's as far as what you see up here. You Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, and that's about it. And then you got a whole bunch of quarterbacks behind that. And this year, I think you're going to have some guys that go solely based on hype alone. If your if your scouting department isn't as spectacular, I mean, some teams are better than others. Are, are guys going to buy into the hype of a player versus actually? look you know buying into the tape and you end up making a pretty big mistake that way or or you get a steal that way i don't know yeah or you miss out you basically it's uh it's gonna be interesting i mean we still got the no the no combine affects the quarterbacks the biggest and that's what you're getting like they're gonna go and they're gonna do their pro days and they're putting down this fully scripted uh bullshit it's like no, well, the, the, the yeah, the combine provides an opportunity to make things even. So go ahead. Well, no, it's just I, I mean the pro days is you can go out there. This is what I'm good at, so I'm going to show you a bunch of that. I'm not going to show you what I'm any weaknesses, and so you uh, you kind of you're open to get burned a little more. I think. See, and the one thing that I am just astounded with, and you mentioned, I thought maybe that the, maybe the linemen would be kind of in a worse predicament, but no, what? No, you brought, you brought, I agree with you more, EJ. Now saying that the quarterbacks are going to be kind of where the mess is, and looking at the teams in the draft, where you got Jacksonville, who just reminded me that they lost 15 in a row, if I remember correctly, which is absolutely amazing to do. Uh, you know, Jacksonville, the Jets, they, they, everyone knows who who they want as well you would guess number one right you would say that Lawrence is it fair to say that he is the undisputed number one pick is there anybody on this table that thinks that he is not going to be the number one pick I think that there's a possibility that one other person goes number one overall and that's and I think Justin Fields has a shot at going number one overall because he could go to Jacksonville where <clears throat> Urban Meyer's the head coach, but it should be Trevor Lawrence. See, there was an interesting article that I saw, and it was through the NFL.com, and there was some saying that uh, Justin Fields, if there was a kind of a shot that he, if he slides, but there's no way that he slides. I know the Steelers are a team that would certainly try to move in or try to swoop in to get him because uh, they they don't know the whole situation going on with 
the the situation of Ben Roethlisberger and kind of and like if he's going to re- the restructuring deadline that has already been also on uh, NFL.com that if uh, there's a deadline for Roethlisberger's restru- restructure they want the deal to be worked out by March the 17th so I, I wonder if that is something that they would do or consider from their end is if they would want to move up in the draft. And I remember a couple of years ago, I called it the Steelers would move up to get Devin Bush and Justin Heiko was there at sports center when we were doing that recording. And the big reason why is because they had to address a need in that position. And the Steelers have a receiving core that, you know, it has attitude problems, but besides that, all side is talent. And I wonder if they're going to kind of ride someone to be behind Ben or groom someone just to slide in. So they're able to do so. So you bring up Justin. Didn't they just sign Dwayne Haskins though? They did. But is he really going to be the guy that the Steelers have faith in though? That's where I doubt. I don't really think they see him or having faith in him taking over, uh, taking over in Pittsburgh. I really don't. It doesn't seem like that is the case. But I, 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 that's a weird one though. I don't see the Steelers jumping up to get uh, a Justin Fields here. I see them going after a more prototypical style quarterback. You know, Dwayne Haskins at Ohio State was a pocket passer. You know, uh, that kid that they had Hob from Tennessee, he was a pocket passer. Roethlisberger, pocket passer. Yes, they can all scramble a little bit, but uh, I don't think Justin Fields is the kind of guy to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. That that type of organization. I could see that being more of like a Trey Lance or uh, Zach Wilson kind of pick there, but I don't see Justin Fields working in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform. That's where I thought it was interesting. A lot of the mock trades that you do see and read through media, but I'm really curious to see how this draft, if teams are going to work out and move up in the draft, right? Like that's where, is it fair to say, Justin, that the, you think teams are going to be aggressive with trades or you think people are just going to be standing put at where they are and not really trying to mortgage their future by moving up in the draft? I mean, I think, to be honest, I think there's going to be equal as, as many teams that are trying to move up uh, or jockey position up a little better because they have a player in mind. And there's going to be a pile of teams that want to trade back. You yeah. know, there's the player they don't want isn't there and they'd rather, you know, see who's going to fall play it safe a little bit or they've made trades early in the season and they want to recoup a few picks and easy ways the easy way to recoup picks is to trade back at the draft see in the draft is dated to be thursday april the 29th so we're looking at a couple months away of course we, we may have a bonus upload prior to the draft when things are a bit more uh, shaped out at that current point but we wanted to jump in to make sure we get everything kind of discussed with the nfl draft so uh, ej justin any other final thoughts with the nfl draft well i you're certainly going to see movement i mean teams are always ready to, to jockey for position uh, but I think Justin hit it right on the head. You know, guys are going to slip and fall and, and move. And we'll see just as much movement as we do in any other year. I don't think that the lack of a combine is going to affect um, where guys get taken too much. Because I think for the most part, coming into this point in the year, most pro teams already got an idea of who they want. You know, they, they've watched the tape. The scouts have done their job. So now it's just putting it all together and, and figuring out the rest of the pieces. But I think we'll still see plenty of movement just like we do in any other year. 
it's going to be it's going to be certainly interesting this whole year has been kind of different but it seemed like the nfl they did have those like some COVID issues etc but they they were able to get the season done and the super bowl and we don't have to talk too much about the super bowl because it is well past due of course but we never really discussed it on the show since tom brady won another super bowl but you got to give the your hats off to how the nfl did it this year it's kind of almost like they were planned but at the same time, they just kind of went with it and they, they did let some limited attendance. And we're here in Canada, if you're looking at sports, uh, especially when it comes to hockey, you don't see anything in attendance. There's nobody. And in the States with hockey, there's a couple of states that do have it, right? And the, 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 the National Football League was, despite things that did go on with COVID this year, you, would it be fair to say, Justin, that the NFL did a good job overall this uh, this whole season because not gonna lie the super bowl i maybe a lot of people weren't a fan of it i was and i loved the weekend's performance that may be biased because of being canadian but you there's a guy who should be a grammy winning artist we don't have to jump into that because we're not a music uh, debating show or anything of such but there i felt that was a good overall show and just overall with the season and super bowl justin uh it's you got to give the hats off to the national football league they they got it done uh, I mean, I think that the NFL has probably done one of the best jobs of all the leagues so far in terms of managing their schedule and players. And I mean, I don't, aside from the couple games that got bumped out to a Wednesday, uh, I don't, there was no canceled games. Missed yeah. the game. All the playoff games without, went off without a hitch. I mean, aside from like what Cleveland didn't have their coach for the one game, but I mean, that's kind of a crapshoot when you're dealing with a disease, whatever the hell this is, you know? Yeah. But and you're watching the NBA right now. There's a game getting moved every two days. The NHL, I, don't, I feel like the Carolina Hurricanes have played eight games so far this season. Like, the yeah. NFL didn't have those kind of problems. So I think they did an awesome job. I mean, they hammered through the season. You had playoffs went off without a hitch. You had the Super Bowl with a ton of fans there. I don't think the pirate ship got to shoot off the cannons. I cannot, <laughs> cannot confirm or deny that. Um, but I think I, I, they hit it out of the park. And I think it lays a pretty solid footprint moving forward and what they can do and what they can build off of. Maybe get fans and back in every stadium. This year. And just so you know, they weren't allowed to shoot the cans during the game because it had to be a neutral site. They could shoot them off pregame, they could shoot them off after, but not during the game. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Lots of interesting stuff, especially with the draft, as everyone is predicted through mostly NFL.com. We can look at different mock drafts. Uh, the one that I liked was uh, was uh, Charlie Casserly's one where he said number one was Trevor Lawrence. Number two was Zach Wilson to the Jets. Uh, Jamar Chase, three to the Dolphins. And then he predicted, uh, well, not predicted, sorry, the fourth pick by the Carolina Panthers to be Trey Lance. Uh, and then the fifth pick by the Bengals uh, to be Penny Sowell. Uh, he's an offensive tackle uh, from Oregon. And so the whole mock draft, everyone has different opinions, of course. And if you're looking at, if you're, since you're, if anyone else is Pittsburgh Steeler fans, there was people saying that Justin Fields would drop to him, especially in this draft. That's where I got my point from, which very discussed the Browns they had in this particular mock draft Chase Horn 
uh, being for the Browns. I'm not sure how EJ feels about that. We can get that. And for Indianapolis, Tavon Jenkins was the rumor in this particular mock draft. So that's interesting stuff all around. These mock drafts going around. We all know that that is not probably most likely may not happen unless you're looking at the number one pick. Uh, I really feel the Lawrence is going to be the number one to go, but it's going to be awesome to see how this draft overall works on myself, EJ, Justin, hopefully Jamie and the crew uh, with the game sports show. will have some uh, one or two bonus uploads potentially by the NFL draft. We will most certainly have one after the draft for our reaction. So make sure you keep an eye on our uploads as we continue forward. Now, fellas, before of course, I must remind listeners that this is going to be a commercial free version, of course, since we're only going for about 25 minutes, half hour. So we've got about five to 10 minutes left here, fellas. I like to give us that five minute extra gap because everyone knows how we are with time. EJ, I want to go over to you first to bring up a, ta- uh, a topic on our table uh, that you want to discuss in the National Football League. Then Justin will follow. Then yours truly will follow before we wrap up the show. How does Houston move on from Deshaun Deshaun Watson here? It's it, this has to be the ugliest situation I think I've ever seen as far as a quarterback and a team goes. Uh, he he's demanding a trade and Houston's being very stubborn and saying nope nope he's our guy we're keeping him. <clears throat> I have want, some oh. I have some issue with it because he just signed a big extension now he's like hey I want out of here well, you should have known last year when you signed that big contract that it's going to be a shitty organization but uh yeah how does how does Houston and Deshaun Watson fix this uh, you know what Justin I'll go to you first I really feel that this is something we've talked about on the show a lot is players and star players requesting trades more freely nowadays in comparison to what it was before in the NFL baseball hockey whatever sport you want to discuss uh, but it's certainly we got a couple quarterbacks I'm sure we can we're going to be discussing on this table that are in the circling of trade rumors and just for sake of content and not outdating our content we're going to keep it uh, where we feel reaction would fit like EJ just brought up so Justin I'll let you answer that first with the Sean Watson. I mean, Houston's kind of trying to do a reset on the organization and they've got a new GM, they've got a new coach. <laughs> If you're if you're gonna try to pull off this new culture thing, you don't you don't need a guy out there shitting all over you in the news every day, yeah. you know, and on every social media platform possible. Wherever someone's gonna listen to him, he's trashing the Texans right now. And I mean, I'm I'm not picking sides in this. I the Texans did no favors aside from to back and uh, transport a load of money up to his house and saying, here you go, figure it out. Uh, but I mean, he traded Hopkins. And Bill O'Brien seemed like he was kind of a lunatic uh, as a coach, to be completely honest. And he's, I mean, well, they, they should have known that when they got him from Penn State. Yeah. <laughs> Do your research. Do your research. Yeah. You see, you got it, Deshaun Watson there, Justin. Though, like you say, well, it's like, a suit. Well, he, he signed. The, he signed the contract. So, I mean, that's kind of the situation. Like, that's the situation I'm torn on. Where I mean. You didn't have to sign that contract. You could have wrote it out a little bit. Like, you knew the team had a ton of money locked up in J.J. Watt already. What, the, what did you think was going to happen when they locked up a ton of money in you? There's not, there's no, there's no more tons of money to go around to lock up anyone else. So, See, and he's doing whatever the fuck he can to get out of there, right? He's sitting, he's trashing, he's chirping, he's requesting. If you're, if this, it's a tough trade to pull, though. Right. Like you got your star quarterback, young guy, you know, he's, he's somebody who you thought given that, you know, 
<laughs> given that, what do you call it, um, contract, I should say, that you, you, someone you're going to build around. 25-year-old, you know, he somebody drafted in the in the first round if i remember correctly it was 2017 they drafted him i think it was like 12th overall uh, and th- yeah this guy has a wicked arm and houston's future looked promising if you will right with deshaun watson you had jj watt who's of course maybe on the other side was getting a bit older and but he was still really effective in his role of course and he had DeAndre hopkins as soon as they traded hopkins that's where the toilet got flushed on the texans that is that is where I feel when they made that trade and we talked about it on the show. What the fuck are you thinking? Like, why are you trading a star receiver? Is it? Ar- I think it's arguably that he's a. Top it was a ter- and it was a terrible trade. A top three receiver yeah. in the league is that fair or is he number one? Like I don't know. Is he top? I I do know. Top two. But top two. Okay, so like you say top two, I say top three. Justin, you're probably around that same area too, right? So. Oh yeah. So like you trade that and you trade him for a guy who was a stellar running back but has had injury problems that are injuries that are hard to come by or come or come back from, sorry, hard to come back from. That is where it didn't understand. Like, and that's why I wonder if DeAndre Hopkins did what he could to try to get out of there without going to the media. I wonder if there was private meetings that we don't know about. Who knows? Apparently not. But at the end of the day, now when he goes, Deshaun Watts is missing his favorite toy. Okay, now Watts out, one of the biggest leaders in that locker room. Now, whatever lucky team is going to be able to bring him up, it's going to or sign him up, it's going to be amazing. But Deshaun Watts and this guy who wants out, get him out of there. If you don't want to be there, if you don't want him there, if he doesn't want, or sorry, if you want him there but he doesn't want to be there, that's cancer waiting to happen. Reset. EJ, your thoughts? Uh, my biggest thing is the the contract. It's like, dude, you just signed that big fat contract. Like, no, you need to sit there and you, you got to eat the Cheerios that you just pissed in. All right. Sorry, buddy. You, you're, you're stuck there. It's unfortunate. Um, you don't get to sign for that much money and then demand a trade. No, you knew it was a crappy organization when you, when you signed that contract, you know, yeah, I don't think that he necessarily knew that the Hopkins thing was going down, which was the worst trade that I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> arguably in the history of the NFL, that is one of the worst trades I've ever seen. Yep. Um, I, I just, he's going to have to sit there and unfortunately for Houston, they're going to have to deal with an unhappy guy. If that's the way that you guys want to handle, that's the way it's going to be handled. And, uh, everybody's going to be pissed off for about two, two, three years here before finally something will happen. But, um, I think they should move on from them, but they're fully within their right to sit there and go, nobody, you're you're stuck with us. You signed the contract, you're here. So that's where I'm at. Four years, $156 million, a guaranteed signing through 2022. The guy definitely has money in the bank account. Justin, your topic, uh, then we'll go to mine. Mine will be more of a kind of a briefer uh, topic before we wrap up today. I mean, I guess it's, uh, it's uh, maybe a broad topic here. Um, let's uh, all let the quarterback rumors going on right now, like Drew Brees posting workout videos, Seattle's someone smoking crack and wanting to trade Russell Wilson. <laughs> oh, like what? Uh, what's going on here? I mean, uh, Johnny, uh, what uh, Manziel there back in the fan-controlled football league with Josh Gordon? Oh my God, Johnny football buddy, money, money fingers. Money fingers, you know, God, that guy had everything going for him, you know, like when he was coming, when he was coming, I believe it was, if I remember right, it was Texas, right? He was came from Texas. I'm, I can't remember top of my head now. Texas A&M drafted Texas by A&M. the Browns. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. He was, yeah. uh, he, was in he, he came out of the curtains with his fingers when the Browns draft. I remember that. I just forgot. It was yeah, I think he was, he was our second first round pick that year. I think we got him around 22 or something like that was, might've been the pick. 
Yeah, you could, I think that was the Colts' gift to the Browns in the Trent Richardson trade, I believe. <laughs> uh, Johnny Menzel. Now, you said quarterback rumors, and I'll give a couple brief answers, and I'll give EJ Moore the floor with it because there's multiple things we can go to with this. you got Carson Wentz, who – uh, Justin, before, before we circle back to my topic, I'd like to get your reaction with Carson Wentz. But before that, Carson Wentz goes to Indianapolis. You know, it's been kind of a train wreck the past year, plus with Philadelphia. You have Russell Wilson because someone thinks it's a great idea to trade Russell Wilson. I don't know where that – I don't care what happened in the second half of the season. This is still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Top five, fair to say top three while we're speaking tops here. Uh, there's someone who can run the football, uh, someone who can throw the football. He's talented as fuck. And this is a guy that I can't believe is in the rumor mill. I, I feel – like if someone, I I feel like Russell Wilson still starts his season with Seattle. I still, even at the age of 32, he's still a high performer. I really feel that Seattle is not going to trade him. All these rumors about going to going to Vegas. Uh, I know Miami's been rumored, which would be absolutely sick to see him in those colors in Miami. To be honest with you, uh, but I really feel that the Seattle will not go through with it. I really don't think so. Uh, the Wentz trade, not surprised. Uh, the Roethlisberger thing we already discussed on, speaking of the quarterback rumors, just restructuring his deal. We'll see what happens there. Uh, but certainly I got my eye on with the Russell Wilson because uh, if Seattle's really going to trade him, there will be teams that will pay a lot to get him. And those two teams, I think, are the Raiders and Dolphins. Got to be the front runners in my eyes. EJ. I think it's absolutely hysterical how uh, anybody that's been really – if you've been watching it from the front, this Russell Wilson story is absolutely hysterical. Because it all stems from an interviewer just asking him, you know, like something about the organization and being traded. And he's like, well, I'm sure that they're taking calls, you know, like when you're when you're as good of a player as Russell Wilson is, of course, you you get calls every day. And he was just asked about that. And he said, "Okay, well, if I was going to be traded here, the four places that I'd want to go, I don't think that the Seahawks are actually going to entertain trading him. He's been a, a great piece of that organization. I don't believe he's ever had a losing season there. Um, as well. So he's a piece that they're definitely going to keep. Carson Wentz to Indy, great. That was a great move, I thought. Um, Philadelphia got a pretty good value for him. Um, and Indy's set up now with a young running back, younger quarterback, uh, nice young team. They they could be very good for a while. Um, the the piece for me that the the three teams that I'm most interested to see this year. One, New Orleans and where they're going to do at quarterback come draft time. That I'm just curious to see where they go and how they approach this. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, because Tom Brady is not going to live forever, although he's Tom Brady, so he might. <laughs> uh, and, and then besides that's Pittsburgh. Uh, how are you going to set up the move for Ben Roethlisberger to move on? Because that's inevitable as well. So that, that's what I'm most interested in as far as the quarterback situation goes. I don't care about Johnny football playing in a fan controlled football league. That's about the only league that he's going to have a chance in because he can't control himself. Let the fans control him. Then finally he'll make some good decisions. But uh, that's where I'm at as far as the quarterbacks go. Like that. Good answer. Now, Justin, your thoughts on your topic before we go to meet a, my topic and to close up the show. I like that. Uh, I like the dig on Manziel there. <laughs> fans can control him. He's such a, he's, he, yeah, he can't control himself. Might as well let the fans control. He's yeah, a loser. A good one. I'm I'm sorry. The the guy came from, you know, rich money and was a spoiled little shit and couldn't figure out how to be a pro. He was a great, great college player. The only year I enjoyed Manziel was 
that freshman years of his or whatever year he won the Heisman and he beat Alabama. That was a good year. But other than that, I don't care for the guy. Yeah, he's kind of a douche. I mean, I'll agree <laughs> with that. He's, he's in a fan-controlled football league, and he's still out there just trying to be swaggy as hell. It's like, dude, you don't even make any money playing anymore. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> you get a, you get enough to get a 20-pack of Nuggies on the way home. That's what He I had to pay for parking on the way to their game. Oh, so he lost money on going and playing. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, see, Justin, shout, you shout out, shout out, Johnny Football. Uh, no, I mean, I'm uh, the Carson Wentz thing. As much as I, I, I don't know, I've come to accept it. I wasn't a fan at first, but when when you look at numbers and numbers don't lie, I mean, his numbers with Frank Reich in Philly were pretty solid. Um, Colts have a pretty solid offensive line. They got a run game. So, I mean, the, uh, everything is there. He has the tools to succeed, aside from his own number. Uh, but apparently him and Pittman are working out in the offseason, so maybe that'll get hashed out. They'll both wear 11 and a half or something. I don't know. Oh, God. Um, but I, I'm interested to see how it works out. I mean, it's if we sign Nick Foles, I'll be concerned. Um, you don't seem but, excited. Uh, you don't seem excited. No, I, but I wasn't. I wasn't excited at this point last year with Philip Rivers either. You kind of just have to see the product on the field. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Frank Reich went went to bat pretty hard for him to get the, to make that trade. So, I mean, his his job's pretty well tied to him now. They got to win. Yeah. We we as I sit here right now, I was reading something when you were going through it and. You know, I find with Carson Wentz, there there was a guy that just kind of maybe is just looking for that new fresh start, right? And hopefully it comes for him uh, in Indianapolis because there was a guy that went, you know, uh, he – he was he's in a team where he's going to be I feel like he's going to be protected. He's 28 years old. Uh, he's was a part of a team that won by won the Super Bowl against, you know, New England. But we all know who won that Super Bowl for Philadelphia at that time because of injuries. And it's going to be a good fit. I think I think there's going to be maybe some chance for him to show that he has some football left in him. So it's going to be, if you're a Colt fan, you know, I like the optimism to see what's going to happen with Carson Wentz. But my topic, fellas, because we're going a little bit over time here, we're not going to go into too much of anything here. My, I only want to bring up a point. Um, my only thing that I wanted to jump into here is something about Aaron Rodgers. He obviously had a surprise engagement. Uh, Shailene Woodley, of course, uh, but but all that connection. But one thing I wanted to bring out, fun fact, Aaron Rodgers episodes as a guest host on Jeopardy will air starting early April. If anyone who wants to watch Jeopardy, I feel like that's something interesting that you'd want to check out because I feel like he'd be an absolute amazing host. But the topic that I want to get to is just one top one word answer going around the horn. JJ Watt, what team? We're going to go prediction time here with my topic. Maybe he might sign tonight somewhere. No. Will he sign tomorrow? Who knows? Something might change. But as we're sitting here recording, it's 530 on Sunday, February the 28th, he is still unsigned. EJ, Justin, what team is just is Justin Heiko going to? Yes, we already know what team Justin Heiko is going to. J.J. Watt, what team is he going to? EJ first. Browns. I'm going to will this into existence. The, the, they're not on the short list, but they are a team that he's considering, and Baker Mayfield's the one piece that, that, that makes it a curveball for him. Um, J.J. Watt can go wherever he wants, but if I have to pick a team, I'm going to pick the Browns. I'm trying to will this into existence. 
Oh, okay, starting the rumor mill there. We'll see if that clicks. Justin, don't say you're saying Colts. Don't say it. No, no. I mean, to be honest, I'd like to see him go to Green Bay. Green Bay is always a better team when they have that like big shot defensive end. Uh, but my gut's telling me the Bills. That's a good answer. So I, I do think he's going to go to Green Bay. See, I want to say Steelers because of his bro, but you know what? I I hope that is a case as a fan, but I couldn't agree more, Justin. I am also going to say the Bills. Uh, that's where I think he is going to be going. That's just a good team, good fit for him, and they can use. You don't that. think a kid that went to Wisconsin from Wisconsin is going to go to the only football team in Wisconsin? Uh, I just don't think they can afford him. Oh, that's you know what? That mm, is a fair good, enough. Good point, but I just feel like he's going to go somewhere. Uh, where he could be that true leader defining it still. And I know he can do that in Green Bay still, but to something with the Bills. I think people are going to be attracted to start going and play in, yes, in Buffalo. Now, a lot of people are attracted to playing with the Buffalo Sabres. No offense to our good friend who does play there, friend of the show, and that, but playing for the Buffalo Bills would be a treat right now, I feel like, for sure. Fellas, this has been our season finale of In the Pocket. Justin, EJ, I know Justin and I have another recording actually back-to-back here for our Top Shelf Edition, so listeners can make sure to stay tuned for that upload as well. EJ, I want to say thank you to you, my friend, uh, for everything this year within the pocket. Uh, it's only going to be a couple months that we take off, essentially, before a couple bonus uploads, and then before you know it, the season is going to be starting again for In the Pocket, and hopefully some more local side. But we will also have you on for our basketball edition that we'll be uploading and releasing our name into within the next couple weeks. My friend, thanks for taking the time today. It's always a pleasure yeah always great to be here uh hot seat will still be going so you can check yes. it out there as well as as well as the monday night edition of the game on espn 1400 yeah usually i let you transition and go with your episodes you are you are uploading on thursday with uh, with uh, of course the hot seat and you'll be on with scotty on monday then as well so make sure you yes, check, make sure you check out and follow hot seat his episodes are absolutely amazing eg does a great job hosting you know, there's a guy that we started yelling at at the bar at the Wicked Sister all of a sudden across the river. Now he's one of our good friends and our one of our pivotal members of the Game Sports Show and Game Entertainment Media family. So I'll still yell at you in a bar. <laughs> you would. It was fun. Now I'll never forget that time. Never forget it. Justin, my friend, I know you and I have another recording. So, I, but I will say thank you to sign you off on this show, and I'll be talking to you soon, my friend. Oh yeah, we'll uh, we'll be talking football back in a few months, and uh, I'll see you on for the hockey show. Sounds good. I want to thank you again to the listeners for tuning in to our In the Pocket edition presented by Sports Center Bar and Grill. And to everyone who tuned in to every episode for In the Pocket this year, uh, we're going to take it, as I mentioned, a couple month time off within the pocket due to uh, just content and just going to make it until everything gets back to normal where we can get it back to being a year-round show. Make sure you hit like, follow, and subscribe and all the platforms of the Game Sports Show and the Game Entertainment and Media. Getting into our sign-off, I want to remind you to keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.